I wanted to actually start off with, I believe, is some exciting news for drivers. And it's, it's a new sponsor we have. And I actually really, truly, truly, which I believe in all of our sponsors that we take on, mm -hmm. but I really, really, really like Zoolander. Really, uh -huh. really, really. And I really seriously love this because you make money with it. Yeah, it's something that's beneficial for drivers. I've, I've never heard of this. It's called Cocoon, C-O-C-O-O-N, Cocoon M-D-R app. M as in Michael, D as in David, R as in Robert. Cocoon MDR app. Now, I would like everybody to just go check this out. It's free download. And what it is is it's an app that pays you. Mm -hmm. It's, it's kind of weird, but the, the application, you put it on your phone, you open it up, and you do nothing. You, you absolutely do nothing. And uh, I was reading if you run about 8,500 miles a month, with, which most truckers kill that, you, you, you'll have $20 dropped into your account. Mm -hmm. So if you're running, say, around 10,000, 12,000 miles a month, you're looking at probably somewhere around $30 plus that's going to be automatically just deposited in your account. You gave me the one eye. What? Well, it's saying that... Well, it, I talked to the president. Yeah. That's what he was telling me. It's, it's You're looking at um, roughly, roughly $30 mm -hmm. that will be dropped into your account and uh, for doing nothing. That's right. the, the best part about it is you just download the app and it just, it tracks you, but it doesn't track everything about you. And, and here's the comparison. Every application you have on your phone tracks you. Yeah, most of them do. Every one of them grab your data. That's mm -hmm. how they make their money on you. Google, a workout app, um, a car app, any kind of app you have on your phone already tracks you. Just, they just never pay you. Right. So this one here is for truckers. And it's actually going to, unfortunately, they don't have it for iPhone yet, okay? Um, but they said in a couple months it'll be on iPhone. But if you are an Android uh, driver or phone user, go and just download Cocoon MDR app, and you will make money just by doing nothing. Right. I mean, what it's doing is it's, it's, it's following you through the GPS on your phone, just like anything else. But what it's doing is it wants to pay you for them to gather the data. And it says it's basically the advertisers because they want to know if you go to the Flying J more or the Love's Truck Stop more. And it helps them produce more for these different areas. You know, I asked the guy, I said, what if you're on a dedicated run? He said, doesn't matter. It, it's all about the miles. Mm -hmm. He said, you can have a dedicated run, you know, that goes 300 miles out and 300 miles back. And if, if you're running you know, 10, 12,000 miles a month, you're going to make that money. And what's, I, just being honest, I know 30 bucks, 25 bucks, 32 bucks, ain't a whole lot of money, but why not for just a one-time download onto your phone? Um, you know, why not? It doesn't make sense. Why not to? Right. Yeah. And so. of course, just like anything else, they're going to keep your privacy and so forth. They're not going to just get rid of all of that. And yeah. You know, I mean, if they don't want to be tracked, then they shouldn't have any apps on their phone at all, because every one of your apps are tracking you. Right, it's just a fact. It, your your own phone. Well, that's company. what the advertisers do. I mean, you're on you're on Facebook. If you're on Facebook, you start getting these ads for different stuff. It's because it's tracking you. It's tracking everything you do. Right, and the new iOS system. It even says the app that you are using um, with your iOS system. We need to ask if it's okay or not. Yeah. So here's the other thing. You're just your phone company itself. Has record of everywhere you're at. AT&T, T-Mobile, Verizon, all those guys, no matter what you think, they have record of everything you do. So they're not paying you. Right. You, at the most you get is a free email out of it. As a trucker, this app is for anybody, not just truckers. No, it is for personal vehicles too. Right. But person, people that might, you know, a traveling salesman, they, they might run 2,000 miles a month. A trucker, this is perfect for a trucker. So anyways, check it out. Cocoon. MDR app. It's on Android, but keep watching for it on iPhone. We'll be talking about it over the next couple months. Right. So, uh, on with the show. On with the show. On with the like, show. I want to hear the jingle. Ding, 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 ding. Da, ding, da, ding, ding no, we're, ding. We're, we're, this is right. The new talk CDL. We now sing to them. <laughs> no, they're not. Please don't <laughs> they, sing. They would turn us off. <laughs> please, please don't sing, Troy. Okay, so, gosh, there's so much to talk about. How about we start with the 25... The top 25 dangerous highways in America. Ooh. Yeah. I just seen that. I was like, you know what? I think I'm going to mention that tonight. You know what else I'd like to talk about in just a little while 
inconsiderate drivers to each other. And I'll explain what, what I mean by that. There's a lot of that out there. There's a lot of people trying to bring back old school trucking. But we'll talk about that here in a second. But how about the top 25 days? Where do you think? I mean, I want to just give it away. I want to give up the number one, the number one most dangerous highway, interstate road, whatever you want to say, in the United States of America. Could you take a guess of, of all the states, where would, where would it be? And I'll tell you, you've been on the highway. Where do you think? What state? What state has the most dangerous road? Yes. The number one. Per, it's, and it goes by deaths per mile on a specific road. That's how this data is gathered. So the number one, the abs- or should I start with number 25? Should we tease everybody? Yeah, and, go backwards. You want me to go backwards? Mm-hmm. I'm kind of a backwards guy. You would know that. Mm-hmm. Okay, number 25. I-66 in Strabsburg, Virginia to Arlington, which is a 76-mile stretch. It says .446 deaths per mile, which really means every two miles somebody dies on that highway. Every two miles on that stretch over the data over the last so many years, they've had at least a death every two miles because basically half a person a mile, okay? Mm -hmm. Number 24 would be I-75 from Dallas to Jacksonville. What? I-75... That, that doesn't even make... Oh, U.S. U.S. 175 from da- Dallas, Texas to Jacksonville, Florida. I'm trying to think what what highway that even is. I don't even... I Okay. It's, it just says there's absolutely no way that, that that even makes sense. It says U.S. 175, right? Dallas, Texas to Jacksonville, Florida, 114-mile stretch. First off, from Dallas to Jacksonville is like over a thousand miles. Is there a Dallas, Florida? I'm telling you, they must have a misprint here because it says Dallas, Texas to Jacksonville, Florida. So we're going to just go ahead and scratch off number 24. <laughs> Doesn't even make sense. Okay, number 23. We, we got to get data right here. I'm, I'm actually trying to pull it up. Yeah. 11 West in Knoxville, Tennessee to Bristol, Virginia, 111 miles. It's almost the same statistic as number 25. 0.45. One one death every two miles. Um, U.S. 17 from Punta Gorda, Florida to Winchester, Virginia, 1,189 miles, 0.46, which is basically a little over a death every two miles. God, you got something? Uh Uh-huh. You got a yawn for me? What do you got? Um, does it say Jacksonville, Florida or Jacksonville? It it literally says Jacksonville, Florida to Dallas, Texas. I think it just it has to okay, be. Okay, because there's Jacksonville, Texas. It that, goes from Dallas to Jacksonville, Texas. Yeah, it's probably what it is. Because, yeah, because 175 would be running north and south. Yeah, no, this is yeah. uh, Highway 175, U.S. 175 is a east-west United States numbered highway completely in Jacksonville at the intersection of US 69. I got this off American Trucker, and they're usually very, very good information we get. So we're not going to knock, but I want to plug them, you know, where I, where I got this information from. So they just had a little misprint. Everybody can make a small mistake like that every now and then. Oh, yeah, especially if you're really used to hitting it. American Trucker magazine is an awesome magazine, so we'll let them slide on that little mistake, okay? All right, number 21. Now, these are the top 25 death highways. I-65 from Mobile, Alabama to Gary, Indiana, which is 887 miles, 0.48, which is a little over one death every two miles. Okay. Number 20, U.S. 199, Crescent, California to Grants Pass, Oregon. It's an 80-mile stretch. Number 19 would be I-35 from Hillsboro, Texas to Denton. Okay. Uh, number 18 would be I-26 from Kingsport, Tennessee to Charleston, South Carolina. Number 17, Death Highway, would be I-83 from Baltimore to Progress, Pennsylvania. Uh, that's a, a, a nice little stretch. I didn't realize it was that bad, though. Uh, number 16, uh, Deadliest Highway, I-75 from Miami Lakes, Florida to 
Salt, S-T-E, Marie, Michigan, 1,786 miles. So they got data going from Florida to Michigan saying that is one deadly long stretch. Yeah, that's because that's where all the snowbirds that we have in Michigan are heading back home, Mm -hmm. and they're just dying. Yeah, I mean... I mean, think about it. Yeah. Did you notice that a lot of the death highways are in Florida? And that's like where we got the big melting pot of... All the snowbirds coming. 90-year-olds. Yeah. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, I'm not joking. It's just the truth. I mean, we had a lady in the church the one year. She just pulled out in front of people and got killed. Um, okay. Number 15, I-24, Police Mill, Illinois to East Ridge, Tennessee. Number 14 is I-35 from Hillsboro, Texas to Denton, Texas. Number, and there's another highway going to Denton. Um Number 13, I-20, Scroggins Draw, Texas, to Florence, South Carolina. So between Texas and Florida, a lot of, a lot of bad highways. Number 12, I-10, from Santa Monica, California, to Jacksonville, Florida, 2,460 miles. They've got .59, which is about almost a death and a half every two miles. That's a pretty good stretch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How about... Number 11, I-5 from San Yistro, California, to Blaine, Washington, 1,381 miles. Now, here we go. Number 10, I-85 from Montgomery to uh, Petersburg, Virginia. Number 9, I-19 from Nogales, Arizona, to Tucson, Arizona. 63-mile stretch. Number Seven, I-30 from Aledo, Texas to North Little Rock, Arkansas. Number six, I-12 from Baton Rouge, Louisiana to Slidell, Louisiana. That's that little bypass in Louisiana. That's actually number six on the death list. That's not, it's like one of the shortest ones. It, so. it, it really is. And it's, it's um, 0.666. It's a bad number. Plus, that's a little over a a body and a half every two miles. Number five, U.S. 92 from St. Petersburg, Florida to Daytona Beach, Florida. That's uh, .70. That's a death death and a half every two miles. Number four, I-17 from Phoenix to Flagstaff. I got to tell you, I-17 is a beautiful road, but that's a wicked looking road when you're going down it. Um, number three, U.S. 192 from Corners, Florida to Indy, Indy Atlantic, Florida. Number two, boy, uh, Florida and Texas, Florida and Texas like rule for killing people on highways. Galveston, Texas to Dallas, Texas on I-45. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's a crazy highway. Galveston used to live down there. Mm-hmm. So from Galveston, that, and you know what? They fly like a rocket on that highway. Mm-hmm. That's where your brother lives right now. Mm-hmm. So, but well, he don't live in Galveston. Well, he lives yeah, in Dickinson. That, he lives off that highway. Right, but he lives right right there off of 45. Mm-hmm. All right, number one. Dun, 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 dun. She's just like got the most inappropriate build-up songs. All right, are you ready? <laughs> number one, Death Highway with... A total of 1.134 deaths, so a little over one body per one mile. Everything else we just did was per two miles. This blows away everybody. No, it's not 19. Listen to this. Deaths per mile, 1.134. Deadliest city, Orlando, Florida. You won the prize. Number one ranking, Interstate 4 from Tampa, Florida to Daytona Beach, Florida, 132-mile stretch. That is the number one death stretch there is in the United States of America right now. That's all the tourists. And you know what? It, one of the things, yeah. that you, you really can attribute that. If you think about this. Now, a lot of people don't, might not consider this, but think about this for a second. When you... I've driven in every state, and I don't care what state it is. When you're going through their states, 
You know you're in that state by the way they're driving. I'm telling you, Ohio, they've got their way of driving. Michigan, they drive differently. When you get up into the New England states, it's different. It seems like everywhere you go, they're, they drive a little different. Now, flash forward everybody in a big melting pot called Florida, right? Right. And you have everybody's got their own little weird driving habits. I mean, I, I don't know how else to attribute that. It's a straight interstate with no mountains and no curves. It's a literally. And it's only like, what, 70? What do you mean 70? Yeah, it's 70 mile an hour stretch from Tampa all the way to Daytona. It's a straight interstate. A lot of places it's three lanes, mm-hmm. but yet it has the most deaths. Now, it's either going to be attributed by the, the snowbirds coming down or the elderly. Because Florida does have, we have our share of elderly. Yeah, but... And I'm not putting you down if you're old. No. I'm just saying. But here's the thing. You've got from Tampa to, from Tampa, Orlando to Daytona, you have major tourists, right? So you have someone because it takes, what, three hours to get from Tampa to Daytona. Now going through Orlando, you're adding traffic, so it's going to be longer. But if you're staying in in Orlando, you got an hour and a half, two hours most to get to Tampa and the same thing going to Daytona. So people will stay in Orlando as the middle hub and go both directions to do their sightseeing. Right. You know, I'll tell you something though. You and I have spent, how much time have we spent in Orlando? A lot. A lot. How many major accidents have we seen? Not many. No. I never see many over there. No, we haven't really like one or two maybe that we've seen that was pretty. Yeah. Well, this report saying it is the deadliest city. Orlando, Florida. And there's a time where we're going there like weekly. Uh, yeah, sometimes more than that. Mm-hmm. So, well, we do the, we do the turnpike a lot. So that's I four, isn't it? Oh no no no! no, no, no. I four is down by Lakeland. Sorry. <laughs> then, <laughs> but then you're on a trucking podcast. <laughs> I'm tired. Leave me yeah. alone. <laughs> she failed geography. All right. Actually, I loved geography. Oh, yeah? right. I hate history. So there, you truckers have it. Um, ex- always exercise caution wherever you're driving. I mean, that's is what it is. But when you're in Florida, be very very careful. Be very, very careful. (laughs) I'm really tired. (laughs) I'm hunting old people. Uh, (laughs) Hey, we're getting old too. If you can't laugh about it, what can you do about it? How about a sponsor? Well, NCI. That's a great company. National Carriers is an awesome company. They just had another pay raise. I was just talking to Rick over there, and they just raised it up for solos and for teams. And their lease now is is percentage. No matter wherever you're hiring on with these guys, their lease is all percentage. Um, what's the best part about them is they're owned by a beef company, and you never have to deal with a broker load ever. And That's all nice. I like that all. Yeah, I do. You know, and and look, I'll tell you right now, Johnny Acid just went lease over there. He's 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 running for them, and he's. Actually, he just told me what his paycheck was, and I was like, wow, very nice. So, But anyways, if you guys are in the market for a good lease, they have those beautiful blue T680s um, on the lease. I think they're set at 72, so they run pretty fast. Rider, pet, all that stuff. If you're a student looking to be trained by a great company, call National Carriers. Number, Ruthann, is what? 888-311. Seven zero seven six. You know, please tell them that Talk CDL sent you over there. Um, they know us, but the number again is 888-311-7076. Ruthann, moving on. I thought you were going to sing to me. Well, I usually do because like, moving on is like a, a show. Yeah. Was, it, was there one? Yeah, like, like moving on. I remember it being like a catchy tune. Yeah. Not moving on up. Not that one. No, I think there was like, a, a show on. called Moving On. Yeah. Okay. Oh, so so listen to this. Just caught this article out of the corner of my eye today. So I start reading it, right? Um, and I'm not putting down J.B. Hunt, but it's about J.B. Hunt, okay? Um, so J.B. Hunt went and signed with uh, one of these autonomous makers, Waymo, W-A-Y-M-O, to start ordering autonomous trucks, okay? Um, just a, Just a quick briefing. It says, last week... 
Wool Arkansas-based trucking and international services, J.B. Hunt Transport Services, Inc. announced that its subsidiary, J.B. Hunt Transport, Inc., has partnered up with the autonomous driving technology developer, Waymo, in an initiative focused on an uh, intra-Texas test run movement of freight for a leading J.B. Hunt shipper customer. By the way, they don't mention who the customer is, but they're partnered up with a customer. So when you go on to read this, they've got a technician that's going to be in the truck. They've got an official in the truck and a licensed CDL driver in the truck. I guess two or three people are going to be in the truck and they're going to be running from, let's see here. um, They're going to be running I-4 Texas-based locations, Houston and Fort Worth on Interstate 45. So they're going to be running between, I think, San Antonio, Houston, maybe Fort Worth or Dallas, uh, back and forth, delivering loads. Um, Blah, 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 blah. I'm just not sure, like, how much they're doing, but they're doing quite a bit of it over the next couple of years. Um, Here's my take. Okay. Okay. I mean, obviously, technology has to advance. It's the way it is. You know, since we were little kids, you know, you had the TV that went tick, 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 tick. You had to get up and turn the channel. The manual. Mm-hmm. In fact, like when I was a kid, I had a black and white TV. I remember getting my first television. My mom and dad got it for my birthday. It was a little black and white TV with a little rabbit ear antenna. And then I had to get up and go, bloop, 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 you know, turn it and watch TV in my room if I was staying in my room. Mm-hmm. And then next thing you know, you have color TV. Right. And we used to have what's called UHF. We had mm-hmm. an antenna. We didn't have cable TV where I live. We didn't have paved roads. And so, like, if you wanted a certain channel, you'd run outside and you'd turn the antenna and somebody would be yelling out the window, right there, stop, right there, you got it. And you'd have a, a clear channel. And I guarantee you there's people out there going, yep, I remember that. So anyway, so you had all that technology. You had square cars. Then you had aerodynamics. And you had... You had you went from eight cylinders to six cylinders to four cylinders to turbos. You have you went from eight tracks to cassettes to DVD. Now it's just download the music. You, you know, I remember watching technology where Star Trek they'd push the button on their chest and they'd be talking. Scotty, beam me up, and and you didn't realize that someday you'd have that technology. You have a a, a watch phone, like your wrist. You can talk into your wrist, mm-hmm. like the Batman. And, and if somebody calls you, I mean, technology is crazy. Mm-hmm. So here we are in trucking, right? And, you know, it, it goes from, you know, brakes you had to stand on to get unloaded, spring brakes, to um, better technology from cab overs to aerodynamic trucks to from flat tops to... Um, the condos. Condos. And then you had cruise control came along and, and satellite communication, all that stuff. And now you actually have, and I'm telling you, it's coming, is going to be driverless trucks. Now, I, how soon how soon will it be um, till there's not a driver even in the truck? Who knows? I mean, because if, if you get to the point where a driver doesn't even need to be in a truck, why even have a cab? You know what I mean? All you need is a motor and wheels to tow it. You don't need anything else, right? Yeah, it looked really funky, though, wouldn't it? Well, I've seen actual pictures of of trucks that don't even have a cab. They they actually, the wheels are, everything's like basically the fifth wheel. It's underneath the actual trailer and driving it. But here's my thoughts. I want to give you my thoughts. I'm listening. I would laugh if all the customers, the shippers, started saying, hmm, okay, you know what? We don't need to hire drivers because there's a lot of sh- a lot of shippers at one time had their own trucks and they found it a lot easier to just hire trucking companies to ship their freight. But now, what if all of a sudden all you need is a logistics manager that can push a few buttons and program the trucks to deliver the freight for you? So now all these trucking companies that say, F the drivers, we're going to go into the future and we're going to start uh, taking autonomous trucks on and then the driver's going to be screwed someday because that will screw trucking. You know, it will screw the drivers if you get to the point where they don't need the drivers, right? Correct. But I would laugh my Italian ass off if the, the shippers themselves said, hey, guess what, Mr. Trucking Company, we don't need you either. You didn't need the drivers, and we don't need you. We're just going to hire a logistics manager, and we'll just buy our own trucks because it will save the money mm-hmm. if they just did that. Okay? Mm-hmm. So I'm just saying, watch what goes around comes around. 
Mr. Trucking Companies that are trying to go into the future. And I don't blame you for trying to go into the future. And I also don't blame you for trying to increase your profit. But when you start upsetting the apple cart of labor, personally, maybe I'm missing something. But it really does look like someday it's going to be a huge, huge turnaround for the American truck driver. What are your thoughts? It is going to be a huge turnaround. Like you said, if they... If they're able to cut out anybody else, they will. They'll cut out as many people as they can, and our industry is going to go down further and further. Right now, they're saying that um, food prices are going to start going up because they are going up. Well, they've been going up, but they're going to get worse because there's not enough truck drivers to supply the food. And what's happening is a lot of the food is going bad, especially the fresh produces and stuff. So food prices are going up higher because there's not enough trucks to ship it quick enough to where it's not going bad. You know what I seen today? I, it was either you, I think it was FedEx cut out, are you ready for this? A thousand customers. They just dropped because they can't handle the load right now. Hmm. So they actually just probably, and what they probably did was cut off the ones that they weren't really making as much from. Of course, that's what, you know, that's just business. So now all of a sudden there's a thousand customers out there needing transportation that UPS has dropped. Isn't that interesting? Hmm. Yeah, exactly. So if you're a, if you're if you got a, a, a an answer to this shortage right now, but I think it's going to level off soon. I really do because the the truckers are getting a lot of people are getting kicked off the extra unemployment and they're all going to be forced to go back to work and you're going to see that I think it'll level off prices hopefully prices will come back down a little bit but we're in desperate need of people to get back to work because mm-hmm. this is just kind of getting out of hand so going back to my thoughts on the autonomous I really do I truly do think that these trucking companies and technology is going to bite even those guys in the ass. Because mm-hmm. if, if all of a sudden shippers start realizing, wow, just imagine in the long run the money that I would save. Mm-hmm. Because let me tell you something. If you get an autonomous truck that doesn't need a driver, it doesn't have to sleep. It can run 24-7. And these companies don't have to pay for the trucking company you know, what I mean, just imagine. Just you don't ima- have to pay a salary. Too. Yeah, just imagine the money they save. Because if a trucking company can afford to buy a truck and make money with it, hauling other people's freight, well, then the trucking or the the actual shipper, the 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 supplier, can cut out the trucking company. It's just that simple. Mm-hmm. So they should be careful because the word's out. Because I just put it out. Mm, I uh-huh. heard that. Yeah, you like that. Yeah. All right. Okay, so we have another sponsor. JJ Keller's awesome. They are. No, seriously, they are like the, the, the trucker's best friend. I'm going to start calling JJ Keller the trucker's best friend. I mean, they handle your paperwork. They handle everything, all your compliant paperwork. If you're a small fleet owner, you're a small trucking company, these people would be like, it would be like having a secretary on the phone. They'll keep you in order. Any kind of an audit coming up, you, they'll have your... They'll, they'll, they'll have your back, basically. Anything you need to file, they'll make sure it's all filed. And if you're a guy wanting to come in or a gal and wanting to become a trucking company, they'll, they'll get you filed for that, too. They'll get all your DOT and authority and everything else set up. I mean, they're just great people to have. Yeah, they're gonna, they'll, they'll make sure that all the steps are made. That's yeah. correct. And, and J.J. Keller is really the real deal. A lot, in fact, if you look at the list, people use them like crazy. Because why not? Why not have somebody backing up, taking care of all the paperwork, the little things, just like, you know, the consortium, the drug consortiums and and the DOD paperwork and all that stuff that you need that has to be done every year and filed. Why not have a peace of mind and just have somebody else that's doing it for you when it it really, honestly, costs almost very, very low? It's very little, but what it also does is it's a tax write-off, so you're you're getting back at it at the end of the year. So it's like you're putting the money out every month, but at the end of the year, it's paying for itself still. Absolutely. Their number, 888-601-2017. Call your best friend, J.J. Keller. I'm serious. 888-601-2017. I promise you it is worth talking to these people. Ruthann, um, just for a few minutes, I'm going to be bringing Johnny Acid in here in a little bit. And I just wanted to kind of touch base with you 
on a couple things. The uh, one of the subjects that I did want to talk about tonight was inconsiderate drivers. I don't like them. I don't, and I don't mean four wheelers. I mean eighteen wheelers. And I don't mean you know we could talk about how you know one gets in the slow lane and one gets in the fast lane and they can't pass each other. That's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is the guy that drops a trailer in the drop yard and he knows there's a flat tire, he knows there's a light out, he knows there's an issue with that with that truck, and he doesn't report it, he doesn't bother getting it fixed. Why? Because it's going to take him a little bit of time. So then the next guy that goes to pick it up, every time that guy gets screwed. And then it probably makes other people say, you know what, screw that, I'm going to pass this BS on to the next guy. And it just goes on and on, excuse me, and on and on. And I'm going to tell you something. People are trying to bring back old school trucking where we take care of each other, where we stop and help each other, where we're, we're using our CBs, where we're watching each other's back. Long guy, haul bandits. What's that? The long haul bandits. Long haul bandits is a great example of people that are trying to, you know, make bring back the old school. Well, I would tell you guys, consideration for your brother trucker is high on the list. Okay. You're dropping a trailer and you know something's wrong with it. Write it up. Okay. Write it up, and, and maybe maybe they have somebody that does maintenance there, and they could come and, and get it fixed without you even having to do it, okay? But the bottom line is, why why screw the next guy? I mean, honestly, truly, you wouldn't want to do it. If, you, if everybody would just start saying, you know what, I'm going to consider the next guy, it would work out better. What do you think? What's your thoughts? Well, you know, there's that old, the old saying is, treat others like you want to be treated. Good point. And as a trucker, we hate... We cannot stand the, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? In consideration? No, no, no. The, the image that, that, that society has given a truck driver on how they are. Yeah. And that's one of them is being that inconsiderate being Mm -hmm. in a, in a big truck that has this huge trailer to it. And is a complete bully going down the road. That's how society likes to look at truck drivers. Exactly. So, and it's always one or two that give us that image. Yeah. But once one or two do it, then they think we all do it. Right. So, I agree with you. Do you have anything else? Do you have the word of the day, or are you not wording it today tonight? No, I've got it right here in front of me. You got it. You ready to do it? Sure. You ready to bring it in? You ready to bring it home? I'm gonna bring Johnny Acid on here. Let you go. Okay. What do you got? Pied. What is it called? Pied. Pied? Pied. You mean like when you pie somebody, when you smash a pie in their face? No. Is it spelled that way? P-I-E-D? Yes. Pied. He's been pied. Pied. Do it again. Pied. Okay. (laughs) What's the definition of pied? Having two or more different colors. What? Yeah. The horse had a pied coat. Even though his mother's coat was a solid brown. Is that a new word? Did somebody make that up? The pied scarf contained all the colors of the rainbow. I've, I've, I've never heard that before in my life. There you go. It is from the 14th century Latin and Middle English. Wow. It's an adjective. All right, y'all. If you got a two-tone truck, it's pied, right? Having two or more colors, exactly. Yeah, you're pied up, man. <laughs> All right, let's get out of here. I'm gonna I'm gonna bring acid on, so I'm gonna let you go. Peace. Peace. Praise the Lord. Acid. Hey. Acid. What time of the night is it? Ten o'clock. Where where are you at? Uh, Texas. You driving or you sleeping? No, somewhere in between. I I, I sometimes draw. I sleep when I drive, so I, I can't really tell. So listen, I just I just need you for a few minutes. We just started a conversation. Ruth Ann was on on with me here a little while ago, and we started talking about. And I know you had mentioned this as a pet peeve, so I wanted to talk about it tonight a little bit with you. Um, drivers that are inconsiderate to each other. And what I mean by not not drivers that, you know, uh, 
you know, can't pass each other, you know, on the interstate or, or cutting each other off. I'm talking about drivers that actually drop a trailer in a drop yard with a flat tire or an electrical problem or the truck ne- or the trailer needs to be swept out or cleaned out and they have no consideration for the next driver. They just ignorantly drop it there and say, screw the next guy. What, 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 do, you, do you find a lot of that with, with being out there on the road dropping? Because I know you do a lot of drop and hook. Do you find a lot of inconsideration or do you, you guys taking care of each other pretty good? No, I don't see any of that. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, okay. <laughs> of course, yeah. You know, I mean, there's like uh, a few things that come to mind. Sure. Yeah, so what comes to mind? Well, you know, I haul a reefer, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, we're all one company, and we're supposed to, we drop our empties at certain places, and we're supposed to fill up the fuel tank on the reefer. So, more often than not, you go to pick something up, and the, the fuel tank on the reefer is empty or close to it. So, you just fueled up. Now you got to pick up the reefer and take it right away to the fuel station because the, the a-hole who had it before didn't fuel it up. And if you don't fuel it up, then whatever's inside, you know, uh, rots. So that's one thing. So your, your company rule is don't drop an empty reefer trailer in the yard. No, you're supposed to fill it up, right? You're supposed to fill. You're supposed to top it off. Make sure it's filled. Well, not, not only at the yard, but like you know, there's different places you drop it. You might drop it here. You might drop it there. You're supposed to fill it before you drop it, and uh, certain a holes don't. So well, and and that's just basic. Would you not agree? It's just common laziness. It really is. It's ignorance. You know, it's like I don't really give a crap about you. So whatever. So that's like one thing. Yeah, there's like there's other things too, but that's one. You know, I was talking to a, a flatbedder the other day. Uh-huh. And he works for a very big flatbed company, and they do actually a lot of drop and hook there. And he said they have a side box. Right. right? And where they stick straps and chains and everything. And he said, everything is always a mess in there. He said, nobody rolls up the straps. Nobody reports frayed straps or anything like that. He said, it's always, no matter what you pick up, it's just a nightmare having to fix the last guy's mess every single time. So, yeah, I mean, that's, I, you know, I was like I was telling Ruth Ann, there's a lot of drivers out there that are trying to bring back old school consideration on the CB. You see somebody broke down, you help them. Always trying to help the driver, help each other out. That's really what it's about. See a guy that's backing up and it's a tight spot, get out and flag for him. You know what I mean? Get out and, you know, if he's backing off of a street, maybe get out and, and watch traffic for the guy. Help each other out. But then you've got this, this percent of drivers that are always like F everybody else. You know what I mean? It's like, well, you know something I, I, let me tell you, I'm glad you said that because yeah, it's like, I've been out here long enough where, you know, you're Mr. Nice guy, you do all the right things and then you get crapped on no matter what. So it's like, why even try? You know what I mean? It's like, okay, I can help this guy out, but why should I? Because most of them are a-holes anyway, you know, they're yeah. not going to help me out. I shouldn't help them out. I mean, I hate to say it, but it's true. You know, I was talking to a flatbed guy the other day, a different flatbed guy. He said a lot of times, you know, like you pull up somewhere, he said, you'll see a guy that's tarping his truck. He said, he'll help out. He'll jump out and he'll help the guy tarp. He said a lot of times somebody will return the favor. So, you know, good deeds actually do come, you know, rub off on people. But, I I mean, I, I can see your point where, okay, I've I've done 10 right things today. I've been considerate of everybody and not one reciprocation it kind of wears you down a little bit that's what you're saying right it's like nobody else wants to return the favor i'm the guy doing everything for everybody and then everybody else is like just in it for themselves is that what you're saying yeah right i mean you know i'm still wet behind the ears so i still do the right thing but i can see myself not doing the right thing after i get you know dick so many times you know what i mean it's like okay I'm Mr. Nice Guy for so long. And then after that, I'm like, okay, one out of every 50 
guys will return the favor. So it's like you get jaded when you're out on the road. I'm sorry, your phone cut out. One out of what? You know, like one out of every 50 guys, you, you, you try and do the right thing. And then sooner or later, you become pissed off and bitter and like jaded. It's like, why should I help this guy? Because most people don't help me. So screw him, you know? Yeah. You know, Acid, I really believe that there's probably more good than bad. I do. Um, it's it's just that those small that small amount really can mess up a lot of people. You know what I'm saying? If you got one guy that's inconsiderate, he's driving not only dropping trailers and yards and 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 cutting people off. He's his whole day. He's inconsiderate to everybody. If a guy picks up a load in Pennsylvania and he dropping hooks in Harrisburg, he leaves a trailer that needed work and never reported it. There's there's screw job number one. If he gets on the interstate and and cuts off cuts somebody off, you know, coming on to the interstate, there's screw job number two. If he pulls into a truck stop, this same guy in Ohio, he pulls in an Ohio to fuel up and he takes get, pulls into the into the fuel island and he goes in takes a shower and has dinner and is sitting there an hour okay and and there's a guy already behind him behind him waiting to fuel up there's screw job number three or four it's just constantly you know a path of screwing people so one guy that's inconsiderate can screw a dozen people in a day and you see that's where that's where it can wear on you you know, it's usually the same. It's usually the same guys too. I mean, let's face it. Yeah. Like you said, I think most of the guys are, are considerate, but you seem to run into on a daily basis the a holes who screw everyone on everything. You know, it's like let me give you some examples. All right. <coughs> I already mentioned, um, you know, the one thing that pisses me off, um, but. You mentioned something about, you know, cleaning out trailers, okay? Well, with reefers, you have to wash them out. I pick up beef, and uh, sometimes there's blood that goes in between the grooves on the reefer. Well, if you take that, first of all, it stinks, especially in the summertime. But if you take that somewhere and it hasn't been washed out, it might have a seal on it. I mean, you don't know what's in there. You show up. You're at your appointment time. This happened to me already. You get there at your appointment time. They open the trailer, and it stinks, and it wasn't washed out. And they go, you got to come back. Go get it washed. So you go, you get it washed, and you bring it back, and they go, um, we'll see you tomorrow. It's like, really? They rescheduled me for 24 hours because some douche didn't uh, you know, wash out the trailer? Right. You lose a whole day's pay because some guy... Didn't wash out the trailer. Meanwhile, he's going down the road going, F everybody. You know, F that guy. You know, F the guy right. behind me in the fuel island. F the guy. You know what? I've got to write a report on this trailer, and I'm tired. You know, F this guy. You know, he probably wouldn't have done it for me. Screw him. That's the guy that honestly is is the nightmare in trucking. I'm telling you, that the, that is literally... That is literally the guy that's a steering wheel holder. That's the guy that has no knowledge of trucking. That's the guy that runs down the road, honestly, with nobody else on his mind. I mean that. That's all. You're right. And that's also the same guy who doesn't give a crap about where you're supposed to park an empty versus a full trailer. Like, okay, the empties go on the place where it doesn't matter uh, how soft the ground is because it's empty. So he'll park a full trailer on soft ground. You go to bat. For me, I always get out and look because I've been screwed too many times. I almost smashed the cab because sometimes the trailer's too high. You go under the kingpin, and if you're not paying attention, you'll smash your sleeper, you know, into the reefer. It's like, okay, why did you jack it up like 15 feet in the air? You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> wow. Now, some of the guys who've been doing it longer than I have can tell by where the tires are and all that. And I'm getting used to it now, too. But you can look in the rearview mirror and see where the tires are in relation to the trailer to figure out if it's kind of where it should be. But you know what? I get out and look every time. I, I back it up. I look. I make sure that the fifth wheel and the apron on the trailer is going to be lined properly so that I'm not going to have a problem uh, smashing the trailer into the freaking uh, tra you know, the, the trailer into the tractor. 
So I check that shit. But I can't tell you how many, several times if I did not check, I guarantee you I would have smashed the, the trailer. But on the opposite side of that is the douche who puts it into mud, full trailer. Next thing you know, you go to back up and you, you take a look and you're like, you got to be kidding me. I have to lift this thing like two feet just to get it high enough to, to get the fifth wheel underneath it. You know what I mean? There's no way you can get it in there because the fifth wheel will bang into the trailer. So you're standing there for 20 minutes, cranking the handle in the mud. And, you know, when it's heavy, it's hard to lift. So you're cranking, cranking, cranking. You're watching. Okay, is it high enough? No. You crank, you crank. Meanwhile, it's raining on your head. You're standing in mud. It's like, you know, what a douche. All this guy had to do was park it over there on the concrete like he was supposed to, right? Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I, I do. Like I said, you know, I, again, man, I'm not, I'm not trying to turn this into a bitch session, but at the same time, these are issues that need to be addressed. And, you know, if some of these drivers out there, and, and you know, I'm willing to give people second chances, you know, even third chances sometimes. You know, if you're a guy or a gal out there that really doesn't consider your brother, okay, start considering your brother. You know, I'm sure there's plenty of times where you get to a, a I mean, I've, I've picked up trailers in drop yards and they're some, the last guy, you know, took care of the trailer. The trailer's in great shape. There's no issues with it. That's a great thing. But you're supposed to do a pre-trip and a post-trip. When you drop that trailer, you're supposed to mark down. I mean, if you're a company guy, Johnny Acid, right now you're with you, you're running for NCI. Um, when you when you drop a trailer, if there's an issue, you write it up, right? Of course I do. Yeah, a great company, by the way. Right, as, as I'm saying, you know, you you write it up, but uh, and and you know, the issue is is the guy that doesn't, the guy that just, you know, it's like, hey, you know, I don't have time for this crap. Well, you know, if, if here's the thing, if you don't have time to do your job right, then you're a danger to yourself and everybody else. If you're rushing that bad that everything's just down to the wire and you got to get moving without doing the right thing, without doing a pre-trip even, all that stuff, you're doing it wrong and you're a danger to yourself and you're an annoyance. So all I'm saying is... You're 100% right. I mean, like the guy who puts the thing in the mud and you got to crank it up, you know why he did it? Because he's too lazy. Like... There's yeah. one hard spot to get into, and there's a big, huge, empty area for the empties. Oh, I'll just put it over there. Right. I, I understand what you're saying. Out of laziness, instead of having to park it in the tight spot where you're supposed to put it, he just whips it into the mud where it was a lot easier, drop it and roll, you know? Right. And, That's exactly what happens. And, yeah. say, and you're basically saying, screw the next guy. I don't care about the next guy. Honestly. You know what it reminds me of? When you walk into a, a public bathroom and somebody's destroyed the, you know, the stall, there's urine all over the seat and, 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 and uh, they've... So I've, I've walked into into men's restrooms where somebody took a dump in the sink. Even it's like you actually have no consideration to anybody at all in your life at all. Everything is you all should, about you. You know what? I'm glad you said it. you should go to Club Fed, okay? Because that that crap happens all the time when you're you know behind the gate. Trust me. Uh, lack of consideration, like someone who would take a dump not in the sink but in the urinal. Yeah. Right. I know. It's well, crazy, man. I've I've seen them. I, I've seen them at nightclubs. They do what's called a header. They take the the, the toilet lid off and take a dump up in there. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I know, but you know, when you think about it, though, it's just the most ignorant stuff going on. It's almost it's almost like you know when you you're in the parking lot, right? And you get this is another inconsiderate thing truck drivers do. They they'll take their garbage and they'll just throw it outside at night underneath their truck or their piss bottles. They'll just drop them out into a parking lot somewhere instead of getting their ass out of the freaking truck and walking 10 feet to the garbage can and putting it in the garbage can. I mean, talk about inconsideration. That Why do you think Walmart kicked most truckers off their off their parking lot? You know, yeah, the, tr the trash and the piss. That's why. Right. Most truck drivers, Not. I'm not talking about the bad ones, the good ones. I'm talking about that small percent that 
pissed up the Walmarts. And look, they have pictures of some truckers changing their oil in Walmart parking lots and leaving a pan of oil there for for the yeah. Walmart. Yeah, I mean, just crap like that. I mean, when well, you know, like I, I'll be honest with you. Okay, they've, they've ruined it for themselves. The, uh, the bad okay, ones. I, I always take my trash to the trash can. Always. Now, I usually walk to the grass um, to dump my piss bottle. I want to dump it on the, you know, on the under. Okay, here's the deal. Sometimes I'm lazy and I will walk between the tractor and the trailer and I will dump the piss in between because I'm too tired. Okay, and my my piss bottle is like full to the cap, so I'm like, okay, I'll dump it in between, and it goes underneath the tr- the trailer. Johnny Acid, I got so, a better idea for you. Take that piss what? bottle, keep the cap on, and throw it in the garbage. That way, it doesn't stink up the place, and then start a fresh piss bottle. That's a better idea. You know what? That's a great idea. But it's, here's the thing: I'm I'm kind of attached to my piss bottle. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie. Is it like your blankie? You got out. Her name's Rosie. <laughs> yeah, you sick bastard. All right, <laughs> listen. I just like I said. I just wanted to. I just wanted to. Wait, I got more to say. You gonna cut me off already or what? Oh no, go ahead. More, talk to me. There's man. more crap. What do you got? Okay, because I know there's other drivers out there who deal with this crap too. Let's hear it. First of all, I got one thing to say, and then I have another thing to say. So, before you wrap this up, you got to hear the two things. All right. You got it, brother. Go ahead. Okay, so here's the first thing. Okay, so. You pull into the lot. You find the trailer number you got to hook to. And some douche either parked his tractor or his trailer or both in front of it because it's convenient. So you can't back up and you can't hook because some douche is in the way. And where is he? Who knows? Could be at lunch. Could be taking a dump. You don't know where he is, right? It's like I gotta sit here and wait until this a-hole decides to come back and move his crap out of the way so I can actually hook, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, that happens a lot. It believe me, it's irritating. It really is. Well, so. uh, what if what if the guy is there? Do you politely walk up and ask him to move, or do you bang on his door real hard? Well, you know, I'm pretty polite, so. Okay. All right. So, what was the second thing you want to talk about? Okay, now we talked about this the other day, and it's uh, it's sort of relevant to what we're talking about now. Okay, but I'm telling you right now, in the time I've been driving a truck, I've never been so pissed off in my life. Okay, so I'm driving down the road, and you know when you're a trucker, like me, for I'm I'm really 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 courteous. Like if anyone's trying to get on the road from an from an on ramp. Car, truck, whatever. I, I slow down. I let them in. Unless I, you know what I mean? It's like either, I either speed up or I slow down, whatever. I'm, I'm pretty good about letting people in, right? So sometimes you can't. There's traffic to your left. You can't get over, right? All right, so this was like three days ago. I'm going down the road. There's a Peterbilt behind me in the hammer lane and he's back far enough. So I see a Hogan guy coming on the ramp. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to get over. So I put my signal on and uh, Mr. Peterbilt man decides he's going to speed up and of course not let me over. So he comes, comes up alongside of me and I look over at the Hogan guy and I'm like, sorry, dude, you know, I can't get over. Right. So what do you think he does? Tell me. He starts. He 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 steps on the accelerator, and starts. He literally starts pushing me into the Peterbilt. Like there's inches on each side. Like he's gonna win. Like oh, I'm not gonna slow down. Like if I'm the guy on the ramp and I realize that the guy can't get over, I slow down, and I go behind him. And there was no one behind me. All he had to do was slow down, but he didn't. Right. This is this is the so, Ho- this is the Hogan driver. The Hogan driver, who's who's uh, merging into traffic. Okay. Now the Peterbilt guy was a douche. Okay. Everybody's a douche tonight. No, listen. He saw the guy. He saw me. I mean, you're a trucker. 
let me in front for five seconds so I can let the guy in, and then I'll get over out of your way, Mr. Peterbilt, 90-mile-an-hour guy, right? But no, of course, he was in a big hurry, oh, Mr. Peterbilt, oh, I'm going to walk those Pete, whatever, okay? <laughs> I can't get over. All right. Go ahead. So, so Hogan, man, decides he's going to crush me like a sardine can, and I'm like, uh, okay, it's on now, bitch, because I had to hit my... Uh, not only my brakes, but I, I actually slammed on my trailer brake because it was that close. And just in enough time to watch the ass end of his trailer almost take the front of my tractor off. But you were the safe driver and, and let him go finally. Yeah, it's the last possible second. So Peter Peterbilt man flies down the road. I can't catch him because he's too fast. But I'm like, you know what? Hogan man... He's governed at 65, and I'm governed at, like, 72. So I caught up with that son of a bitch. You know what I did? What'd you do? I got right alongside of him, and it was one of those hills where you have a slow truck lane. He was in the slow truck lane, and I was in, you know, the lane next to him. So I put my window down, and he put his window down, and I started yelling at him, and I, cursing at him, actually, and blowing my horn, and he was like, F you, but here's the thing. You ready for this? You're going to love this. You sure. ready? All right, let's hear it. Okay. I'd been down that road before. I knew it was coming over the hill. He didn't. Okay, so we come over the hill, and there's he's in an exit-only lane. He has to get off, so he starts to slow down, and I start to slow down. I'm not letting him over, Okay. And it's one of those exit ramps where there's no on-ramp to get back. So, in other words, you get off the exit and you're screwed. It's like you got to figure out how to get back on because there's no ramp to get back on. So he, he starts coming over like he's going to hit me. And I'm like, F you, buddy. You know what? After what you did to me, you could piss off. So I pushed him right off the ramp anyway. You're so mean. Well, mean. Uh are you kidding? The guy almost crushed me like like a, a sardine can. Yeah. Well, you know, honestly and truly, it's 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 what we really got to do is stop thinking it's a war out there, you know. And like I said, if if drivers would just be considerate one to another, that you wouldn't have any of that at all. I mean, I, that must have been our. Uh, I mean, I've been in situations like that too, and it seems like nobody wants to back off. Everybody wants to be in front. Everybody's got pride. I'm telling you, sometimes it ends bad. So, acid. But do you think I do you think I was in the wrong there by pushing the guy off the ramp? Um, man, I'll tell you honestly. If you want my real opinion, I would tell you that you know what? There's there's so many incidents anymore where just something goes wrong. You know, even like you said, you just slowed down with the guy, and then he was forced to get off the off the interstate where he wasn't going to be able to get back on. Were you in the wrong? Um, you know, honestly and truly, uh, I would say, yeah, I would say you, you probably were, you should have probably just left it go. You know, like, you I know, was, I was really pissed. I understand that, but you know, anger can get yourself into an accident and cost you a lot of money, your job, your career. Really? Usually don't have road rage, but that guy, I'm telling you, I, I flew the handle when he did that because he came so close to pushing me into the other guy. So I'm like, you know what? I've never been so pissed in my life in traffic. I mean, before I started driving a truck, I had no road rage at all. Yeah, I was the calmest guy in the room. You know that you saw me in cars. Yeah, you, I mean, yeah, right. There's many people though that have been, you know, there's been truckers that shot other truckers, you know, because they're flipping each other off and. But here's the one thing that a lot of people don't realize. You know, let's say, let's say the guy that didn't want to let you in, let's say the guy just caught his old lady in bed with somebody that morning. <laughs> um, just no, just no. Let me let me just walk you through this for a second. Or let's All just right, let's say let's say he just got a phone call, and one of his kids were hurt or killed. Or let's just say he got a phone call, and his wife told him to go to hell. She's divorcing him, or just something. Okay. And you don't know the mindset of somebody going down the road. He could have, he could be having the worst day in the world, 
And you're now his excuse to pull a gun out. Or you're now his excuse to just ram his truck into you. You just don't know is all I'm saying. And, and it happens a lot it, with 350 million people living in the United States of America. It happens probably every day where somebody crosses path with the guy that just had a tragedy in his life and he's not thinking right. All I'm saying is sometimes you're better off just letting it go because you don't know who's in the other vehicle. You just don't know. You know what? You're right. And I'm always here's right. what I think. Listen, here's here's here's. If you had to wrap this whole conversation up, here's what I got out of it. Okay. Um, I can see a hundred truckers do the right thing, and then maybe two truckers do the wrong thing, and you know it's like the news. The news they only give you bad news. They they, they focused on the shit that everyone. Everyone wants misery, okay? But if there's a hundred things and two of them out of the hundred are bad, me as a trucker, those are the two things I remember. So it's really easy to become bitter and angry towards other truckers. But really what you should do is look at it and go, you know what? It's only a small percentage. You know, it doesn't happen that often. But when it happens, it pisses you off so much that you become like bitter and you're like, you know what? These truckers are assholes, all of them, you know, but it's really not all of them. It's only a small percentage of them. But when shit like that happens, it really, really gets you to a point where you become uh, bitter and almost jaded towards most truckers when most truckers are really doing the right thing. So, Listen, let me, let me end this with, with something that I don't normally do. There's a Bible scripture in, in 2 Peter chapter 1. He says, besides all this, add to your faith virtue, to virtue knowledge, to knowledge temperance, meaning self-control, and to, to, right. to, to temperance patience. So you got to realize that it, temperance, self-control, and patience is something we have to work on. And so, and I get what you're saying. You, you know, you could be having a great day and some moron cuts you off or does something so mad and it just catches you by surprise to where you can just choke them. And, and so you flip out back, you know, and next thing you know, you're in this road rage incident and all of a sudden something. There's many people. I mean, I just watched this movie called Felon, right, where this nice couple and a kid, you know, they're they're up-and-coming young couple, and one night they're in bed, and some guy breaks into the house. He goes, the, the owner goes out with a bat. He chases the guy out. Looks like he's grabbing something. He swings a bat and, and hits him in the head and kills him. Didn't mean to kill the guy. Next you know, he's in prison. He's in prison because he's trying to protect his family. He went outside when he shouldn't have done is really chased the guy out. But in emotions and pride, they the guy startled him to where now you're, you're messing with my family and I'm going to come after you. Guess what? It ended bad for the guy that owned the home. Well, it can end bad for the guy that's driving a truck for a living when he reacts to somebody else that does a, 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 an, an idiotic move to you. So all I'm saying is you've got to somehow figure out how to put on self-control and patience because if you well, don't you do that... What, can, you're right. Can, can I go one step further and be totally honest with you about something? Sure, go ahead. Okay, because this is relevant to what you just said. It's true. Right. Um so, you know, the incident I just talked about with the a-hole that I pushed up, the Hogan guy that I pushed off the, uh, the, the thing, you know, off the exit ramp? Yeah. Okay, I was so hyped up and so pissed off. Guess what happened next? What? I became the asshole because I was so pissed off. I was the jerk. I was the a-hole, okay? Like, anyone who did anything... I, I was the a-hole. All these four-wheelers on the road that maybe were doing some dumb shit that normally wouldn't bother me was, like, completely bothering me. And I was doing shit just to piss them off. So it's like contagious. It's like it, it, it's like COVID, you know? It's contagious. It's like, okay, the guy pissed me off, um, so now I'm going to go out and kick the dog. I don't know if you ever saw that uh, FedEx commercial during the Super Bowl, but... 
the caveman goes into the cave and he goes, uh, did you send the FedEx package? And he goes, uh, no. And he goes, you're fired. So he goes out and he kicks the baby, um, uh, whatchamacallit, the baby dinosaur. And a huge dinosaur's foot comes down and stomps on his head. It's like, <laughs> you know, if you're having a bad day, don't take it out on everyone else. I was having a bad day. I turned into the same a-hole as the guy that I pushed off the ramp. So that's as honest as I can be. So you know that's, that's that old it. that old saying: two wrongs don't make a right." It's just it's just true. I mean, there's you can. What's really funny is there's no defense in in a courtroom. Um, well, he started it, you know what I mean, and 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 this is why it ended this way. You know, it's, there's really no defense for that. It's just. Uh, most of the time, you really are charged with walking away. Let it go. So it's hard to be a trucker, though. I mean, with all the frustrations you put up with there, uh, put up with every day. Not only with other truckers, and it's a small percentage, but with all the four wheelers out there. I mean, sometimes, some days, I'm calm, and I, uh, you know, I feel great, and I'm cruising along, and everything's fine. And but other days, I honestly, I feel like running over everyone I see. And, I mean, I don't mean that literally, but figuratively, I feel like crushing everything in my path. And I know there's other truckers out there who know exactly what I'm talking about. Right, but you would never do it. You know what I mean? Like, you, you it's, it's just, it, I, you're, what you're, you're just. Well, maybe. Well, you're just saying, basically, people frustrate you every now and then, so. All right. That's true. Yes. So, anyways, I'm going to wrap this up, man. We're on here. Longer than I thought we were going to be. And it's 1030 at night. So you, you've you got some sleep to get. I've got to wrap this up. And uh, we'll get together tomorrow. You'll be back in Florida soon, won't you? No, probably not. You know, it's, well, by, by the way, you know what's funny? One last thing. Um, and I'll close on this. Um, I was a company driver not making much money. I'll be honest with you. And I converted to lease. And the whole time I was a company driver, my wife, your sister, um, said, you've been out for a really long time. You need to come home. I said, you know what? You're right. <laughs> and then I got my first paycheck as a lease driver, making like three times as much. And she goes, you know what? You need to stay out longer. <laughs> Gotta love that. I believe that, too. Yeah, right. I believe that. That's true. Yeah. All right. All right, Acid. I'm out of here, man. Peace. All right. Later, brother. All right. Praise the Lord.